He's been part of two HSBC World 7 Series winning Blitzbok teams. He's won an Olympic bronze medal and he is South Africa's all-time leading sevens try scorer with 224 tries in just 203 World Series games. But Siobella Sonatla is more than a try machine. He's an inspiration to many, a leader in the squad and now an entrepreneur dabbling in wine. He's also determined to become a 15 Springbok and cement himself in the Stormer squad for the 2020 Super Rugby Championship. I'm Craig Ray, and it's a great pleasure to welcome Sia Bella Sonatla to the Maverick Sports Podcast this week. How are you, Hi, Sia? Um, good, thanks for seeing you, yeah. Good, man. We're talking today just before you leave for Dubai, but let's talk yeah. more importantly. You launched your wine last night. Tell us Yay. about the Sia Bella Sonatla wine. What is it? What's it a blend of? Um, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a red blend. Um, it's called Glory. Um, with the tagline of A Taste of Triumph. Um, it's got seven cultivars, uh, specifically um, kind of like commemorating the fact that, you know, I'm kind of like dedicating this this little piece of art uh, with my servant's career. I've, I've always said like I've, I have like three phases in my career. Um, the first being, you know, playing sevens altogether and not doing anything else. The second being sevens, you know, supplemented with, a little bit of 15s and then the third will slowly transition into going to slowly playing 15s. Yeah. So it's, it's like saying goodbye to, to kind of like the <laughs> first phase. Um, something that, you know, it was very hard to do, but obviously you have dreams and yeah, uh, you have ambitions and you want to, you know, follow your heart as much as you can and um, dream big and try to follow those dreams. Yeah. So yeah, this is like a moment for me. I don't want to write a book or anything like that. You know, a lot of people came to me with that idea, like, yo, you want to write a book and whatever, like tell a story. I decided not really a book. I'm not really good with words. Yeah. And I decided to do something um, that I like doing, uh, which is have wine. I enjoy my wine. Yeah. Um, so I, I became a little bit creative in that aspect and, you know, created something that's tangible. I think also while, because I'm still playing, you know, if you have a bottle of glory in the house and, you know, I get to win something. It'd be pretty nice to celebrate it with that. You know, absolutely, I mean? it's, it's something tangible and something that can create a lot of memories. Um, and who's making it for you? Idiom. Idiom. Idiom yeah. is producing it for me, so it is really nice to. And it was a long journey. Eh? It's like over a year we've been really? busy with this project. Yeah. And were you sort of testing different blends and giving was, your input and all I of was, that? I was. Um, actually, they have um a couple of you know they always testing out a, a couple of wines and you know, trying out new things. And I think I came at the right period where they were trying something else. Uh, they were not really, you know, keen to put it in the market. I was like, okay, cool. That's pretty cool. That's a cool concept. I'd actually like to be quite involved with something like that because obviously um, mixing seven cultivars is, is quite an effort. You know, you mm. have to... Especially have, to get balance, I'd mm, imagine. Yeah. You have to do a lot, you know, um, to try and get it right. Mm. So yeah, it took it took a little bit of time, but yeah, we we got it right. And I'm, I'm sure some of the tasting taste, tasting must have been it's hard work, eh? Hey? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it's it's not the hardest I've ever I've ever done. So I was happy with that. But easier than doing uh, the bleep test or oh, something. Oh wow, <laughs> wow! Tell me about it, man. Since I came back here to the savings, everything has been, you know, um, rush rush in terms of you know, uh, like covering distance, uh, yeah. as you call it. You know how hectic the sevens has been, and obviously the the fitness aspect of it is is quite there. So, yeah, it's been quite interesting. So you've been back. Um, what have you been doing since? I mean, Curry Cup ended earlier this year. Um, Yo, yeah, we, and so you've had this big so gap. Weird. It's an unusual gap. So what have you been <laughs> it doing? It was so weird. Um, but I think it was good for me. To be quite, I was not very happy about that, but it was very good for me. Um, I got a little bit of time off, which essentially doesn't happen. No. 
Um, Especially you, because you've yeah, been like, sort of been doing the two for five years now, right? Hundred yeah. percent. So that that was much needed. So we chilled for quite a bit. And did you, you know, go away? Well, not really. I just went to go visit family. You know, I just yeah. went to visit my mom back in Velcro, my mom and dad. They're still in Velcro, man. Uh, little boy, yeah. yeah. They will never leave, man. Yeah, you can't take the, <laughs> you can't take the free status out of the free status. <laughs> you state. cannot. You <laughs> cannot. You cannot. Yeah, I was there for quite a bit. My sister in Pretoria, you know, yeah. uh, my brother in Pretoria. So went around, visited a lot of family, and yeah, Coach Neil felt a little bit, um, felt a little bit excited and called us in mid preseason. It's like, yo, boys, it's time to run now. <laughs> I was at first, first fitness test. Not not good, I'm sure. Not not good at yeah. all. Not good at all. I felt very heavy. Um, I don't know, it's just not pleasant at all. But yeah, we we had a good place now. Yeah, and um, you were saying to me before we came on air, you you sort of shed a few kilos, but not much. But yeah. it makes a difference. Just one or two it's, kilos. It's yeah. amazing how actually, yeah, I shed like three three kilos, yeah, three to four. It's not really much, you know. When you go into the gym and sure. pick up like a two kg or three kg uh, dumbbell, you feel like it's nothing. Hmm. Um, but it does a whole lot in on the field because obviously, essentially it's like a it's like an indicator of you moving efficiently. Um, and if you like uh, explosive enough, uh, powerful enough, uh, more agile, and that's when it makes a difference. Um, it really does uh, when you you know playing the two codes. Yeah, you can you can feel the difference uh, in kil- in kilograms, and yeah, uh, it's something that's chatted about quite a lot. And yeah, I I have my views. People have their views, and I think for me, it's it's all about being explosive and quick. That's what sets me apart. Sure. So you t- you got to keep that that skill intact. And obviously, people say, "Oh, but you're not strong enough." But I feel strong when I'm eighty two. I don't lose much strength. Yeah, well, I mean, having high. watched you over the years, it's not like you're losing contact battles. Ever, <laughs> really, I mean, you know, strength to weight ratio is just as important as, as weight, right? Hundred percent. Yeah. Look, we're chatting a little bit about someone like Chesley. You know? Yeah. Weight doesn't really matter, to be quite exactly. honest. I mean, he's 74 kilos and he you see, punched above he, his weight. Yeah. 100%. The way he enters into tackles, it's yeah. all about attitude and how strong you feel and how confident you feel at the end of the day. He yeah. felt confident at 74. That's good. So now you you got Dubai coming up, new season. You're only doing, so just to clarify for the listeners, you're only yeah. doing the first two tournaments of the of the new season. 100%. Then you're coming back to the Stormers. And your stated goal, and you've never been shy to say this, which I like, you, you want to play for the Springboks, the 15s yeah, no. one day. A lot of people go, well, you know, you know we'll see what happens. But you, you've been very adamant that that's, that's your goal. And what better time in a way? I mean, in some ways, difficult time because they've been so successful yeah. and Cheslin's done so well and Makazoli's yeah. done so well. But in another way, it's it's a perfect time to come into the setup. So, yeah, just take us through how you see the next few months going. Oh, well, um, for myself, it's just to literally concentrate on my game. Um, I think if I focus on anything else, I'm going to put extra pressure on myself. So, the, yes, the goal is to play for Spinbox, but the focus stays, you know, growing daily yeah. um, in my game. You know, there's, there's a lot of aspects in 15s that, you know, I need to grow in. And, yeah, I, I'm really going to focus on that for the next couple of months, just really grow as a rugby player and become more rounded. Mm. That's, that's all. The sevens, though, uh, we got Dubai, then Cape Town, which is always the big one for the Blitzbox, the home, the home one, the pressure. The hard work has been done last year, qualifying for the Olympics. That's done, so mm-hmm. done and dusted. So, so this year, in many ways, is a free hit. If you win the World Seven Series, great. If not, the Olympics is the big sort of cherry at the top of the cake. Yeah. So, how, how's the team approaching this this World Seven Series campaign? But I, I think there's there's so much competition. Firstly, 
Um, there's so much competition. It's very healthy though, uh, but there's a lot. And I, I think coaches communicated to us that, you know, essentially everyone is going to get opportunity. It's what you do with that opportunity that's going to land you and that contention for the Olympic squad, essentially. Mm. And that's how the season's going to go. You're going to see a lot of faces playing for, for the Bliss Box, I, I think. New, um, new faces and, and some guys who've maybe just had a handful of games kind of thing? No, like, I, I think this time around it won't be predominantly new faces altogether. It'll be people that have played okay. um, essentially for the Sevens, but obviously, you know, playing somewhere else, they will come back and, and have a go and get opportunity as well. As long mm. as the guys um, that are here uh, playing sevens as well. Like everybody's going to essentially get a opportunity to present Team SA uh, in 2020. And that's how it's going to go. That's mm. the biggest goal for the year, I think. Um, but for us now, well, <laughs> I guess for me, it's, it's, it's you know, um, kind of like a mistake or like putting my, my little um, pen in the ground and saying, you know, coach, I'm here. Yeah. You know, I'm still... I'm still here. Yeah, because you're going to miss eight tournaments, right? <laughs> 100%. Yeah. Yeah. So I've only got two opportunities to kind of like, yeah, prove to him that um, I still got it. And yeah, it's, 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 it's going to be a fight. It's going to be a fight because everyone is pushing, everyone is knocking. And obviously the younger guys, which I left like two, three years ago, are now con- con- um, contending now for, for a spot, which is great. The, the amount of growth that is happening in this place is amazing. To see the system go, yeah. this is, is really, really great. Well, that's healthy for the for the seventh so program. Good. Yeah, and so I mean, good. and you aren't going to be around for eight tournaments, so they they're going to need guys to step in. And then, I mean, just from a physiological point of view, you, you said you've shed a four, three kilos. Now you, you'll go back to fifteens, where I imagine you'll try and pick up two or three kilos, maybe, or maybe you won't. I, I know in the past you've tried um, it, but maybe you won't this time uh, around. Not not this time around. I don't think so. I've I've tried that recipe. Doesn't really work for me. Yeah. Um. I just feel slow, heavy. Um. I might be quick. I might be quick to other people, but I don't feel like I'm quick. Yeah. And I think that messes up with my confidence. You know, if I don't feel quick, it doesn't matter how other people see it. You know, mm. at the end of the day, like I have to move this body around, so I have to be comfortable in it. I think I'm still gonna, you know, keep keep it to where I am. I feel good. I feel strong. I feel powerful. I feel explosive. I feel quick. Wow. And yeah, that's opposition beware. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you should you feeling as an athlete. You should be very confident mm. um, of of your ability, firstly, and and you should be very confident in what you can actually produce. Yeah. And if I if I feel if I put a couple of weights on uh, a couple of kgs on, I really don't feel like that. So yeah. I think I'm gonna. I'm yeah, gonna it's a mental that state. If that's it how you is. feel, it's it, it, a it, huge it, mental state. Yeah, a huge one. As I said, it's a confidence thing. Yeah. Like you, like if you don't go in the game confident, you're gonna search for confidence inside the game, man. That yeah. doesn't normally go right. Now, 224 World Series tries. It's a phenomenal record in 203 games. That's more than a try mm. per game. And we were just looking before, and yeah. um, Dan Norton's still way out there on sort of he's, the 338 tries. You're not gonna get that record. <laughs> he's gone. <laughs> he's gone. But um, the next one, Ben Gollings, is third on the list. Uh, you can get up to third. He's on 230 tries. I know you don't go into every game thinking about yeah, the yeah. individual, mm-hmm. but in two tournaments where you could play 12 matches, you got to think that you got a chance to score six tries or seven tries to, to go into third on the all-time scoring list. Yeah, I think I think we can certainly surpass <laughs> Ben. Um, yeah, six tries in two tournaments for me. Like I normally, um, well, every tournament is different yeah. and obviously we don't play for that. But your average but is a try a game, right? Yeah, I try to, I try to do it that way. Yeah. I try to do it that way, like uh, going to game. Every single time I touch the ball, I try to score. That's yeah. how I go into a game. And at this moment, mindset, 
uh, throughout. Uh, so um, certainly we can, I think we can pass that. Now, people who always go, ah, oh, sevens isn't as hard as 15s and it's sevens not as physical. Yeah, yeah, I know, and I'm getting there. I'm like, people <laughs> underestimate because although you're only playing 14 minutes a game, you're playing six of those games on a weekend. Mm. So you add up the numbers, that's 80 odd, that's 80 minutes. Same. And, and you, you kind of like forget you have to warm up uh, before yeah. every single game. Every game. And our warm up is really hectic because obviously you have to get the slumps, the slump, the slumpiness out and, Try to like get ready for the game, get energized, you know, sweat out a bit. And literally, because you only have 40 minutes, there's no coming back. Yeah. So you have to be, by the time you hit the the field, you have to be thoroughly warm. You, you must be able to sprint um, from like 0.01 seconds. So people don't get that. And it's, it's crazy. And you also, I mean, you're covering more ground. As there's you fewer are, players on the field. Yeah. So you... You, I, you seldom work on a, on a seven pitch. <laughs> yeah. Whether you're attacking or defending, you're always running. Yeah. And I, I think the, the high-speed running um, is, is crazy. People don't really, mm. you know... It, 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 looks, it looks very nice. <laughs> like people look, think that sevens is all about throwing the ball around. You know, this flashy type of rugby offloads. Sure. It looks very nice. And it should be like that. It's a very dynamic game. And I love it like that. Yeah. But when you're on the field, uh, trust me, you feel it. <laughs> and it's not, I mean, it, uh, in your experience, you've been in the seven setup for a lot of years now. Um, it's become more technical, hasn't it? Mm. I mean, I think uh, how important restarts are now in yeah. sevens, how important lineouts have become, how important the breakdown mm. is. Um, just take us through some of how much sort of in your perception it's changed over the it's years. It's changed a whole lot, you know. Um, as you as you said, talking about restarts, if if you can't get your restarts, then you can't really contain the ball. You don't have ball mm. uh, to actually score a try. If you don't score tries, you don't put scores on the board. If you don't put scores on the board, you lose a game. So yeah. that's a very essential part of, of sales rugby. And I think that's the most important part, actually. We focus a lot on restarts because that's where it starts. Um, talk about set piece and, and lineouts as well. Equally as important because and say you only have three people competing for the ball. So if you lose the ball, uh, then they, they're going to potentially score. Mm. Um, so you try to like retain your ball as much as you can. The ball is very important in sevens. And the fact that you can't really... A chance for a comeback is is very rare because obviously you have limited time. Yeah. So you know that the ball is very important in sevens. And it has come very technical. If you play a team like Fiji, which is very structured, and you try to play... Um, like they play, they're going to finish you because yeah. that's the way you play. And if you're not structured, um, they're going to kill you because they thrive on that. So you try to keep it structured. It's very structured. Oh, and Fijian? we know, we know yeah. that if we keep it very structured, we, yeah. you know, we keep our system that we will win games because you know you can beat them visual but you can't beat the system yeah and we've seen that over the years the, how good the Blitzbox have been with yeah. that you know it's just always every there's always seems to be another man to make a tackle I know, I know it obviously doesn't it happen like that but it feels like that yeah yeah no that's how that's exactly the feeling that we, we're chasing for um like you you must be you must be attacking us and literally be there'll be like it'll be like a six to one ratio yeah uh, you one attacker versus six defenders and that's how we move wow if you beat the one guy they the next must be able to 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 make the tackle. If you beat that one, the next was supposed to be make the tackle. So we're defending sixes, not in ones. We now, literally don't defend. When you guys won the series a few years ago, you were quite far ahead. And then the second win was a lot tighter. It came down to the last game. Oh, of the last, uh, we were actually out of that one. Yeah, yeah, I mean, Fiji lost in the quarterfinals, which opened yeah, the door for you, wasn't 100%, it? Yeah. But you guys did it. It was the consistency. Um, but what we have seen over the years is from being South Africa, Fiji, and New Zealand, pretty much, uh, it's now 
five or six or seven teams that mm-hmm. can win. And, and, and so do you feel like sevens has become a lot more difficult across the board? It is. It is. There's no easy games now. Mm-hmm. I remember like when I started, you know, you'd play like something like Spain and, you know, okay, I can take the foot off the pedal a little bit and try to chill. Right now you have to play, otherwise teams will beat you. Yeah. And it's scary, but it's exciting at the same time because that's what people want to see, right? You want to have all 16 teams contending for their title and it should be a fight for it. You yeah. don't want, you know, two or three teams um, winning it the whole time. Then it's not very exciting. So it's it's nice to see that, you know, all the other teams are picking up um, the socks and literally coming back, coming to the party to, to actually compete for those titles. You see a team like USA. Yeah. Oh, they came out of Argentina. Mm. It's hectic. It's hectic. Everyone is gunning for it. So it's, it's nice to actually, you know, be a part of because firstly, you are like competition. So you compete sure. against literally the best. When you say compete against the best, you really mean it because everyone is coming for that number one spot. Yeah. Yeah. And um, back at uh, the Stellenbosch Institute where, we, where you guys train, have you been working with the women's sevens team? Has there been any cross-pollination? Because they're playing in Cape Town for the first time yeah. ever. So they must be pretty excited about that. Yeah. They're very excited about it, to, yeah. tell, you, to tell you the least. Um, it's quite shameful that they're not included uh, at, the, at the Rio Olympics next year, which they really they qualified for. But yeah. it was, you know, Saskok had their, had their rules and, and their omissions on that. So they couldn't actually join the boys next year. And so I, I think they're pretty keen to kind of like show that they're really worth it. Yeah. Um, they've been working really hard. They work as hard as we do, to be quite honest. We're all in the same program, kind of like do the same things. We don't kind of cross though. Yeah, of uh, course. It's, it's kind of difficult to do that. Mm. But we try to like keep eye on each other and try to give each other tips. I remember the other day, um, Tay was passing there on the outside and I was passing with her and like just giving her tips on what to do when passing when someone is between you guys and stuff like that, it really helps for them because that's like one tiny skill um, mm. that can help her when she's in that situation because normally they give basketball passes yeah, and that takes longer to travel. So something that small can help and we try to do that as well. I know the sweepers do a lot of work with the sweepers with the women because it's technical things yeah. which help a whole lot. So yeah, they, they're really hungry and I think they, they're really going to show why they should be there. And uh, I mean, you've you've seen it at other tournaments. There's been the women's and the men's, but Cape Town for the first time is going to have that. So yeah. that's going to make a new dynamic, uh, dynamic, and over it three is. days now it is, as yeah. well. So great so, chance to have more atmosphere for for us. It's <laughs> going to be very tough on the body, to be quite mm. honest. Dubai is also three days, yeah, yeah. By the way, so it's going to be hectic uh, for the guys. But I, I think it's more entertainment, man. Yeah. Um, the the more rugby, the better. I think people come out to, you know, they pay a lot of money to come out and support. Um, rugby, uh, not just us, but rugby as a whole, mm. and to get more games for them is pretty good. You also stretch out the because the tickets are normally sold out like quite early, right? Yeah, Saturday right. And, Saturday and Sunday tickets. So mm-hmm. if you have three days, then you can kind of like choose where yeah. you want to go, and there's more tickets available. So it's great. It's kind of it's kind of good. Yeah, and I mean, we, I think people. the last few years we've had a hundred thousand people over two days. So yeah, might get might get 120, 130 see, over three and days. And other people might have an opportunity to come because obviously sure. there's. Another day, and that opened up to to um, the stadium having more tickets to sell. The rugby is in the spotlight for all the right reasons. After what the Springboks yes. did, yes. we know Cape Town's going to be great. But what was your take on watching the Springboks in in Japan? That must have been amazing. It was really, really good. Um, I think for me, what actually stood out is the fact that they, like watching the Springboks for the last couple of years, 
the fact that they they actually enjoy what they were doing. I could they see did look the happy, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. I could. I haven't seen that from the spin box, and it's something that I can relate to because obviously I come from here, and that's that's very big on our side. We we try to make joy a very very big thing. You should be enjoying what you're doing, and I think that's been part of our success as well. You know, mm. because we we firstly enjoy what you're doing and enjoy the people around you. You know, success seems to follow teams like that, and that's the first thing that I picked on. I picked it actually earlier on in the year. Uh, way before the World Cup. Was there a moment where you, because culture is such a big thing for you guys, and we saw it with the, it the 15s. Was there a moment that you that, that made you pick up on 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 the team? I can't I can't pretty recall which moment it was or like which particular game it was, but the way they were playing, um, I think it was in the championship. The yeah. way they were playing, then even yeah. you could see like there was a certain type of joy within the team, and the guys were really enjoying each other. Yeah, and uh, I think that makes a huge difference. And the other the other intake I can um I took from the World Cup was the moment they peaked. I feel like the final was their best game. Yeah, and that's you want to work. Uh, it's like an example of you want to work. You want to work throughout the year on certain things, and you want to peak at the right time. I think that was the perfect time for them to peak, and it was great to see because obviously a lot of background work um comes along with it from the coaches, from the buyers, you know, to yeah. try to keep the players fresh, to try to keep um, the, the game plan astray so that you peak at the right time. Yeah. And for them, it happened quite wonderfully. I was very happy about that. And personally, I mean, you know a lot of the guys from your Stormers yeah. connections. I mean, there's a lot of Stormers in that, that pack. You must have, you so must have your mates must have been. Yeah. Jeez, I was ecstatic for them. Mm. And it's, it's because most of the guys that actually won the World Cup were part of the team that didn't do so well in yeah. 2016, 2017. Um, and you know how it is, man. We all go through challenges and we all go through slums. And, you know, that's a horrible time for them. Uh, but now to be able to do this and experience some goodness, it's it's really good. And it kind of like, you know, explains the tough times in life. You know, yeah. there's always beauty in the struggle. And they saw the beauty come out now when they lifted the cup. You know, sometimes it's the journey. Uh, that's what life is all about. Sometimes it's a journey and you have to go through the bad times to, to experience yeah. the, the best. And for me, that was... That was the reason why I was so happy for them because they were part of that struggle and now they got an opportunity to be on top. It was yeah. really, really nice. And people like Cheslin, man, people that no one gave a chance to. Um, that guy is, has so much talent. I've always said, like, he's what, the best fullback I've ever played with. Yeah. I don't even regard him as a wing, to be quite honest. <laughs> he's the best fullback I've played Spoken with. like a wing, eh? <laughs> <laughs> now, not just because I, because yeah. I play wing. I've, yeah. played, I've played with him yeah. and I know what he can do. Yeah. Um, so him, people like him, people like my pimpy getting a chance, you know, he, people that they don't feel the mold of what, <laughs> what's perceived to be um, a wing or mm. like a, a brilliant wing. But people like that, they came through and showed the world that like, it doesn't really matter. If yeah. you got it, you got it. If you can play, you can play. It doesn't matter if you, um, you know, two meters tall or whatever. If you can play, you can play. And that's the basis of the whole chat. Rugby is a, is a sport for all sides. Yeah, and yeah, those guys and, certainly proved it. Eh? Yeah, now they, they really did. They really did. And now back to the Stormers for you. Um, when you when you finished with Cape Town, you'll get into the lot, the latter part of the Stormers preseason and then the early part of January next yeah. year. First of all, it's been tough times in Cape Town for many reasons, you know, and you've had all the stuff off the board. I'm not going to get you into the boardroom battles, but <laughs> I mean, as players, is, is there still a good motivation and a good culture among the team? It is like I think I feel like we we built a, a team like not a lot of us has gone. Um, we mm. built like a team, you know, where we got familiar with each other firstly, and 
and the fact that we we all together and haven't you know split up quite much. Mm. I think it will help us at the end. We've had struggles, and that's okay. As I said, as I said before, yeah. like it's it's part of life. Um, but the fact that this new management, um, you know, brings a new energy in, inside the team. You know, new plans, um, new ways of thinking. You know, they're trying to create their own type of culture as well. All of that brings excitement. It's something you, uh, you know, what happens. You know, when you get a new toy, you're all excited about it. So I think. Stuff like that will will boost the morale of the team, firstly, and obviously the boys coming back from the World Cup. I yeah. think they'll be they'll be major for for us. You know, um, there's a lot of them coming back from from the World Cup. You know, carrying gold, and they'll be they'll be quite a boost for 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 the team morale. Yeah, they're on a high the confidence is very high as well. So I th- I'm really excited for the year. Now you you were sort of struggling to break in at Stormers level. Often injuries set you back or whatever. But last year, towards the back end of the season, you had some great games. I mean. I feel like those were probably your best 15s performances and it really looked like you were now ready to go. And then I think it was a little setback somewhere along the way again. Um, <laughs> just just uh, how did you feel about your 15s form last year? It was way better than other years. Um, as you said, it, it is, hmm. I, I was less injured, firstly, yeah. and I got an opportunity to, well, it was later on in the year, but I got an opportunity to kind of like play. And that's the biggest thing. Um, I never really got an opportunity to play and if you don't play, you're not going to really get better because it's one thing to train. Um, but to be in a situation in a match is something else. And that's how you gain the experience. Yeah. And I started gaining that experience and I started building on something. Uh, where in previous years, I I literally couldn't build on the foundation that I put on while doing rehab. I'd always get injured. Then I'll you know, have to retract. It's always like a mm. this thing of one step forward, two yeah. back. So you can never really build on that. Um, so last year was a little bit different. You know, I stayed on the pitch for, for quite a bit and I've got some time in. Mm. And I think that made the difference. As I said, like, it's all about growing for me. Obviously, like, you know, doing, the bo- doing both formats, I wasn't, now codes, not even formats, doing mm. both codes. I, I, I was not, um, I was always going to struggle to come from one and do the yeah. other because obviously, it's two different games. It actually feels like two different yeah, formats. Yeah, it's almost a different sport, formats. right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> it feels like a different sport altogether. So it's all about spending time, man. It's all about mm. spending time in. And that's why also with the Savings, I try to come a little bit earlier because we finished earlier. Yeah. So that I spend a little bit more time in with them because your form habits um, when you're playing 15s, which are not really good here, yeah. and vice versa, and takes time mm. for you to Just to work those habits out. Yeah. But um, you, you, you were, yeah, you had a great sort of end to the season, and 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 you got a great opportunity this year with the Stormers to to really kick on. Um, you know, and and I remember last year you spoke to us at the beginning of the season. You said you're working on your work under the high ball, your yeah. positional play. Uh, that was uh, one of the big work-ons for you, and it really did seem to pay off. Is that, uh, how much of that have you been able to continue doing over the course of the year with Sevens commitments and everything else? Now I've been doing it the whole year when I was back at the side, when I was back at the Stormers. Um, I did it like I was working a whole lot with Gareth. Mm. Um, he's done a lot for me in that aspect, like, you know, trying to get me up there in the air, you know, competing. Mm. Um, also when it's kicked uh, towards me. So I've been working a whole lot with him. Uh, so the only time I stopped doing that is when I came back to the sevens because obviously like sure, things are different, different here. Hmm. Kick off, I'm on a single. I have to get the ball up with my hands out in the air, not really, you know, catching with kind of like uh, with my chest and stuff like that. Hmm. So it's quite different. It's different things, different techniques. Um, but obviously like it's, it's the same concept. And if you get the, the little small things right, then I think you can still keep um, the little pieces of, 
of the skill that you learned. Sure. Yeah, you're not going to forget your skills. And and when we saw at the World Cup how important the wings were in a chasing yeah. kicks and sort of having to re- receive kicks. And even as we keep coming back to Cheslin, but he got off the ground. Yeah. He timed his jumps perfectly. I mean, that's that's come through hard work, hasn't it? Hundred percent. Now the repetition is the key. Mm. If you do it, the more you do it, the better you're going to get at it. Uh, that's why I worked. I didn't just work with Gareth in the beginning of the hour. I worked with him throughout the whole year. Even though I started getting better, um, there's always room to improve. Uh, you know, you can never really be perfect. So the more you work on something, the better you're going to become. Someone like Mapimpi actually surprised me yeah. because he was not really good in the air. No, he wasn't. But he certainly and by the World Cup. In he the was, final. He was <laughs> oh, amazing he got, like, in the final. I think. <laughs> yeah, if yeah. I can recall properly, like you got, I was like, what? And that just shows you, like if you repetitively work at something, you are going to eventually get better at it. Yeah. Uh, and that is a huge game for us. Um, A huge thing for us because obviously, you know, retaining the ball, getting the ball back when we kick it at opposition teams, it kind of like drains the energy and kind of like uplifts us because we keep the ball. Now, um, the, the Stormers, for the first time, have a decent draw in the sense that I think you got seven home games out of your first nine. Yeah. The last few years has been the complete opposite, which always puts you on the back foot if you don't get off to a good start. Yeah. So how important is it for the Stormers to to make the most of that? Yeah, we need to we need to actually win a couple of those, not even a couple. We have to try and, and get us, um, as most wins as we can. Yeah. Um, but it gives us a huge chance because obviously, you know, when you're starting at home, you, I don't want to say comfortable, but it's a very bad word, but like mm. you're really comfortable and you get a chance to build um, before you, you know, go away and, and try other stuff. So I think it's good, especially with us having new coaches and stuff like that. It gives us a chance yeah. to build and a chance to kind of like figure out our identity quite early in the season and obviously work on that going forward. And, you know, just taking back to the Springboks where you want to get to eventually, we, we don't know. I mean, Rassi's stepping back upstairs now. He's going to go back to director of rugby. There will be a new Springbok coach, but we imagine it will be someone from the setup. It will be seamless. So, so does that sort of change your thinking? Oh, you got to impress someone else again, or do you not worry about those kind of things? Uh, I have no control over that. I really don't worry about stuff like that. Um, I've learned from, from my experiences. I kind of like got burnt a little bit, you know, trying to impress coaches. Yeah, and what it does for for me is it kind of like you know retracts me because if if you if you're not getting picked yourself like you feel like you're not really pressing him, you try to impress him a little more, and you kind of like step out of your game um to try and press him yeah because you're trying to do stuff out of character and, and and that doesn't really work out well. So I've learned that you know just play my game and just be me all the time. Um, if I knock it, I knock it. If I step someone, I step someone, but just always be me. Just always be me and try to do me all the time. Because at the end of the day, they got me there because of what, of what I'm good at. Yeah. So I don't want to try to like retract from that and do something else. And, you know, not get the same impression that I, I was hoping for. Uh, so I've, I don't really worry about stuff like that. I try to control what I can't control. I've learned, I'm, I've learned from my mistakes and... Yeah, we move forward like that. We control what we control what we can't. We can't mm. move on, and that's life. Yeah. So with the Olympic Games, let's just bookend that because you're going to go through a Super Rugby campaign, maybe a June Test series if if things go well, and then you've got to go into the Olympics in August. Going to be very hot. We've seen yeah. in Japan. I mean, apparently it's going to be steaming in that time yeah. of year. So, um, do you feel there's unfinished business with the Olympics? The bronze medal last time was a, especially I that semi final loss felt. I do. Mm. I really do. Um, personally, because I, f- I feel like I got injured in the quarterfinals and That's I right. didn't really, mm. you know, finish the the whole games. Um, 
So personally for me, that, that sets the turn is like, yo, you have to come back and finish this thing. And I think for the team as well, we had the team to actually go all the way. It is like, yeah, Brown, we, we won bronze, but it didn't really feel like we won something to be yeah. honest. It felt like, geez, we actually deserved a goal there because we had the team. We just, you know, messed up in the, in the semis. So we do have, you know, that type of, um, stigma around us. Like you, you still have, you know, still have something to get back to. You still, we still need to make right. And I think a couple of the boys that played then still have that thing as well. Like, you yeah. know, there's, there's something that we left there. We need to go get it. And you'll be 27 at the Olympics. Um, uh, you know, it, it, it might be your last realistic chance of an Olympic. I mean, maybe not, but you know, at 27, the next one, you'll be 31. So probably your last realistic chance. I guess that kind of, does that sit at the back of your mind as well? Not really. I actually, this is the first time I actually Damn, think I put it, it in like your that. head. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I put a negative thought in your head. <laughs> no, I didn't really think of it like that, to be quite honest. Um, I feel like I'm, there's so much potential still inside me. Like yeah. there's a lot of stuff I still, I'm still not getting right. Mm. And I'm growing um, as you go. And my biggest, my biggest, I think, my biggest word for, for, for now is is growth. I just want to grow and I see the potential. I just want to kind of like unlock it and I'm working very, very hard to unlock that potential because I feel like I'm not there yet. I'm not even close to being there. So it's actually great. It's actually great to feel like that. And frightening because I mean, you know, we all know how good you can be. Just us, the people that watch. And if you feel you can get a lot better, that's, I mean, that's great for, but it must be a fairly um, daunting prospect for opposition to hear that, which is a good thing. I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> Definitely. And, and, and talking about that growth quickly and, you know, and sort of wrapping up with the wine, that's part of a, a business side of your life. Are you, are you doing any other business ventures? Are you expanding no, no. into anything else at the moment? Or? No, at the moment, I'm just focusing on the wine. I'd like, I like to, um, because I'm very, I feel like I'm very, Interpreter minded, and I've got all these crazy ideas. A very creative person, and I okay. want to express that side of myself because I see, you know, I see life as, or I see myself as a flower, and you have different aspects in uh, within yourself. So I, I just don't want to, you know, um, kind of like pursue the rugby side of things, which is more physical than anything. Mm. I want to kind of like, you know, utilize my whole being and, you know, fulfill um all. All the all the things that I that I dream about, um, all these crazy ideas, I want to do that, and I feel like I'm I've, I've matured quite a lot. You know, I was scared to do stuff like that in my earlier years. Yeah. Now, um, I'm yeah, it didn't me. fit the mold of the rugby <laughs> yeah. player kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, I think it didn't, it didn't. Yeah. But I was always different. Mm. I mean, anything, even the way I dress, people were like, "Oh, what the hell are you wearing?" Yeah. Um, so I, I've always embraced the fact that I'm different, and mm. I'm not gonna do things, you know, accustomed to what the norm is. I'm, I don't mm. do that. Uh, so I'm I'm literally trying to express myself. Um, I will be, you know, uh, doing other things to, you know, um, kind of like put that expression out and yeah, trying out new things. You know, life is about exploring everything and everything. So that's that's what I'm doing. So Bella Sonatla, it's been a great pleasure to have you on, and good luck Thank with the sevens, so much, big yeah. sevens, big year, and uh, keep expressing yourself. It's been amazing. Thanks, Thank man. Thank you so much, Greg. It's nice to be here, man. This weekend, we're watching the Dubai Sevens, of course. Can the Blitzbox start the season on a positive note by winning the title yet again? Ernie Els is captaining the International President's Cup team at Royal Melbourne. It's the 13th staging of the tournament, and the last and only time the Internationals won was at Royal Melbourne in 1998, when Els was one of the star players on the team. And don't forget to sign up to the Maverick Sports Newsletter and to become a Daily Maverick Insider and support quality, independent journalism. I'm Craig Ray. Thanks for joining us on the Maverick Sports Podcast this week.